welcome to this episode of The Square. So I'm with Kurt Griesbach, who is Corgan's photographer, but that is like a little bit of what you do. You do architectural photography, but you also do fine art photography and you're a designer by trade. I'm excited to hear about more of that. Thank you for being here. Thank, thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about why you do what you do. And we ask that question a lot, but I'm, I'm really curious with you because you originally came to Corgan as a designer, not as a photographer. So where did you pick up the bug for photography? I remember my dad having an SLR camera uh, film and yeah. and as much much younger I didn't really understand it and if, if it was explained to me I probably didn't have the patience uh, to <laughs> uh, to figure out what it was but what I recall was um, you know this this device that I my dad probably taught me how to focus it and maybe some of what some knobs did but yep. because of the delay between taking the photo and then actually being able to see the uh, the images developed which was weeks later never really understood what I was doing with those knobs. There and, wasn't like a correlation between yeah, certain things. Right. I got you. Right. Um, and then as years went on uh, in college, I had a point and shoot kind of if, if, if it was, I think my phone then did take photos, but yeah. I had a point and shoot because it was a little better. And I was getting more interested in taking good photos then, but a point and shoot's not really a professional thing where you're right. changing settings and stuff. Uh, and it wasn't until I was I was traveling with a friend, and uh, he would let me borrow his DSLR, so digital, and just like phones today, um, you can see the image immediately as soon as you take it. But with the digital uh, camera, uh, of course, you've got all the knobs on there too. You've got focus, ISO settings, or sorry, shutter speed, and um, which various you, other settings there's like one other setting which one am i saying uh, iso and oh and uh, yeah. f, f stop <laughs> so so uh so basically i was able to start fiddling with the camera a little more yeah. and figure out like oh okay I, I think i want one of these and um and this is from you when you were in spain right yeah yeah so i i studied abroad there a friend that i met had the camera and was just completely willing to hand it to me when i said hey zoran can i have your camera again so i can take some <laughs> show photos and and that's where it started so 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 then even with that interest you still were pursuing kind of a career as a designer yeah so i was in school for for interior design and uh, graduated with that degree went to school i uh, sorry i i i went uh, i was employed mm -hmm. and um and that's what i did for five five years and when i was at corgan that's what i did for a few years but i started to ask if i could photograph some projects i think uh, you know photography wasn't really set up like it is now but yeah. um basically it was like projects got done and then uh we needed photos and we somehow got photos but they weren't always professional or maybe somebody else did professional photography like a contractor or maybe even the client sure. and we got a hold of those but it was never really consistent and um and i was just kind of like hey the project that i worked on can i have a few hours to go uh photograph it i think i i, I think i know what i'm doing yeah I, I, Obviously, I, you did. <laughs> I was, I was, I was close enough. I mean, of course, I've learned a lot since then. But I had a good idea of what compositionally needed to be in the shot, yeah. what was important about the project. I knew what was good for design, but also what what uh, what Corgan was trying to represent. And um, I brought the images back, edited them, and they were welcomed. And I kind of kept doing that for a while. 
and then I kind of got the idea like, hey, why don't I do this full time? And uh, luckily, Corgan was able to make that happen. Well, so we'll go take a look at at some of your photography here in a second. But um, I'm curious, where do you think kind of the intersection of kind of going to school for being an interior designer and also being a photographer? How do you how do you think being a trained interior designer makes you a better photographer? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Um, I think that uh, having having kind of a starting point with understanding the important parts of of an interior or, or also a, an exterior, um, kind of being being a little closer to the architect or designer's brain and what they were wanting, um, it, it would be hard to understand, or, or it would have been harder for me to understand uh, what that shot is that, mm -hmm. that they're looking for. I think of, um, I mean, we've probably all had similar architectural history courses, um, and there's just there's just certain shots and uh, certain compositions that that would seem to uh, relate to even things today. So um, it's nice to know that stuff. Yeah. Uh, in, Does it change in how advance. you compose an image? I mean, because there's certain rules of composition yeah. that are kind of universal, but f knowing you, interior design, knowing architecture the way you do, does it change how you make some decisions? Yeah, I would think so. Without, I mean, I only know one of these experiences, right? Of course, but um, I can't imagine. I mean, you, there's no way I would approach it the same. I would probably get a little too focused on something else that wasn't quite as important. Now, maybe yeah. that would also be loved and desired as well, but... I feel like I, I I'm on a pretty good page. Yeah. Um, and then also being being already at Corgan, uh, I had a good idea of not only what designers and architects are looking for, but also what Corgan is trying to say. Um, so. So you you talked a little bit about you know certainly in in school you you're exposed to a lot of different photography and architecture designer photography. Um, how do you think it's kind of evolved over the last few years? Uh, how, how many years do you want to go back? Uh, let's go 20 years 20, back. Okay. Well, it's important. How far back do you need to go for a big <laughs> evolution? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I was going to say, um, if we were to go back 20 years, so let's say, and, and that, that is before my time, but, sure. but I haven't the understanding that 20 years is probably mostly film. Yeah. Um, but the film, the film world was kind of like a pre-visualization thing, right? Like you right. weren't relying on post or editing as much. Yeah, there was darkroom, there's things you could do. I'm sure there's wizards out there that could do a lot. But, uh, you know, it was really important that you got a lot of things right. You got it in camera. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and and uh, you probably weren't relying on multiple frames to, to get a composition together, right? Like when I shoot with um, entourage or models, I kind of shoot them all separately and because of course not everybody's in that perfect moment sure. uh you know I, i'll rely on like seven frames to put together w one shot i don't think people were doing that uh, back in the day yeah so so that was pre-visualization uh, let's say and now we're in this like post-visualization because i can kind of set up the shot i can get it like 80 percent the way i want it and i can kind of rely on editing yeah um to to get it into a different place. I'm not sure if that that is the best scenario, but it, I mean, it kind of just happens, you know? Well, and it gives you the opportunity to be creative after you've taken the shot, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and, and I kind of like that, because I've, I've had, there's like 
there's always been like an opportunity. Um, hey, should we should we get an editor? Um, but I, I really like that part of the process too. So it's uh, I like I like I like the photo shoot because um, that's where it starts. But then the editing process. I mean, there's a lot of art and and creative decisions being made there. Yeah. So I, I don't really want to give up either. But you know, um, if I'm really busy, then I'll yeah. take, then I'll take the help. So then when you're thinking through, you know all the different responsibilities that you have as a photographer like give me like the highs and the lows the 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 best thing and the worst thing yeah so uh i think so let's start worst first okay okay so i think i mean i have i have a great gig i i love it um so it is hard to say what's the worst thing because sure. i mean even like i don't know it's all pretty good yeah but it's hard to uh luckily there's enough projects out there that need to be shot at mm -hmm. least from the ones that i'm being asked to do yeah. that i can't get to them all which means yeah. i got plenty of backlog that's that's good but i do have to tell some people no or maybe i can't spend a full day on this we're really only here to get four so got it. yeah i mean the worst part is like hey i know you spent six months or much longer uh you put your heart into this but i'm gonna try to just represent this thing and four quick hours one yeah. one day and uh so that's the worst part I, I think the best the best part about uh it is that i i'm given this responsibility to document the projects in a way that are hopefully timeless um showing up finding finding the best light finding the best space that rep that represents the design um the reasons we did the reasons we did what we did kind of like showing 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 these moments right mm -hmm. whether they're interior or exterior uh and then so like the design intent yeah okay yeah gotcha. and uh and then i guess the responsibility is that most people don't get to go see these projects i mean the people that worked on the projects do the people that work in the projects um you know uh the uh the people that the people that live in the building but I mean, not everybody, not everybody gets to go into these spaces. So yeah. the shots that I come away with are, are the projects. Yeah. They're their introduction and their, their full understanding of the project yeah. from a visual standpoint. So when you're thinking about projects and you've been asked to go shoot one or capture one, um, what is it, what's the process you go through in thinking through the best way to capture the designer's intent? Yeah. So, um, that's, that, that's a good question, and and I I, I really enjoy this process. But uh, basically, phone rings, email, somebody catches me in the hall, and it's we've got this project. Uh, maybe I've already heard about it, and I'm kind of aware of what it is, uh, or maybe it's new to me. But um, I'll go through the renderings, the plans, or even any like site verification photos, um, and just see what we're working with first, right? Yeah. Like, okay, um, I have an idea of the project type um it's interior it's exterior where it where it is is always kind of nice to know right off the bat but then uh but then i like to talk to the uh the the designer the architect about like what like what is this project like why did they make the decisions they did yeah uh, you can kind of figure out a lot of the most passionate moments in the project from them right away um as well as some of the design intent you know there's there's the end result is here, but why, like, what was that process? Yeah. Um, so, 
for example, I was at a performing arts center that we're going to be photographing in, a, in about a month. And uh, I did a scout for it yesterday. And it's, uh, you can tell it's going to be this really beautiful space. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to photograph it because it is it is a building where creativity is happening, right? You've got sure. performance halls, uh, black box theater, um, but then there's all these kind of uh, public spaces in between where there's beautiful materials. There seems to be um, kind of like a rhythm happening with with both the exterior design and how that leads into the interior. And um, so, 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 so that's how that process starts, you know, kind of like get, it's basically me getting caught up really quickly on, yeah. on on all these decisions. So now, uh, let's say let's say it's the day of the shoot. Um, we've got a few people showing up to be models and to help out, assist, uh, and it's hopefully a pretty great day. Um, the sun is hitting where we thought it was going to hit, and we'll do a quick runaround of of the project, um, say interior and exterior, about an hour, and then uh, we make a quick schedule of how the day is going to go. And uh, then we do our best to stick to that. But um, that's been that's been pretty that's been a pretty successful process. What? Tell me a little bit about your gear, like when you're heading out. Yeah, so I try to keep it uh, I try to keep it light. I like quality over quantity, I guess. You're not carrying a lot of gear here. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, there. There, I think there's a bag nearby, but uh, I, I think I just pretty much have one bag and a tripod and um this is in china isn't it yeah this is uh this is at the um, pvg terminal um that we photographed about a year ago and um yeah it's it's basically i i like i like good gear i mean it gets a lot of use um but i just don't want to carry a lot of it so if it's light and it's and it's good that's what i want um i shoot canon tilt shift lenses um Tilt shift lenses because so uh, architecturally ar- architectural photographer to photography can benefit from tilt shift lenses quite a bit. Uh, mostly the shift mechanism, which is uh, shifting the lens off the off the frame, you can kind of uh, make a more dynamic image that way, whether it's up Got or down it. or right or left. And a couple of different places you've talked about when you use models, but I know you don't use them all the time what what kind of goes into the decision of whether or not to use people in an image yeah so uh fo- photographing with models is is hard because i mean it you're you're basically faking a an experience right like mm-hmm. okay you two are having coffee and you two are walking this way yeah um and and, and getting that right takes i mean digital photography is great because you can just take more and more shots but um and to your point earlier you can always just paste in models if you need to at a yeah, certain point. Right. Uh, it, as long as you get them um, while you're at the shoot. Right. So so just kind of getting uh, getting people comfortable walking. Uh, I mean walking is the is 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 a simple thing, but right. once, once you say action, you know, sometimes people don't know what they what normally do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which which is fine. So just kind of identifying that oh wait, this person um, probably should do this or this person should do that. Uh, and, and then so uh, yes, putting people in a space that is believable. Yeah. And then of course some spaces don't need people in them. Yeah. Um, I mean some spaces are very grand and large that good luck faking that i mean you need yeah. a, you need a ton of people or if you put three people in an 
they're going to get kind of lost. Yeah. Or, or, and, and it's just not believable. It's I like, think okay. we have a couple of examples. So this, this, what is this uh, so, photo of? So this is, yeah, I mean, this is a, a example of a, a large auditorium where I, I wouldn't want to fake people in here. So it would just look desolate. With yeah. Them. <laughs> All right. And then an example with people would be something like this. Yes. Um, so this was, uh, th this is in a school here in North Texas and uh, the kids were in a classroom nearby. The te kids and students were always uh, really easy to work with. Yeah. Um, they were basically like, I don't know what you're doing, but when you need us, let us know. So I just kind of set all this up, put, you know, things in places. And then I said, you, 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 and you, you sit here, you sit here. And uh, at the last moment, I think this uh, random kid in orange walked by, but. Um, well, and I've noticed a lot of, in, in a lot of your people photography, most of your people photography, they're blurred. Like you, you've got some motion in there. Yeah, I, I kind of like that too. I, I mean, yeah, so uh, sometimes still, but uh, a lot of times blurred, I kind of like, you know, there it's not a photo of them. It's so I try to keep the architecture yeah. still. Uh, and I'm okay if the people are moving a little bit. It's, it feels it's exciting. Like it, it feels like you're showing the space being lived in, like being used right. versus staged. Right. Almost. And I mean, a, a still photo of somebody sitting in a chair, like you, that's got to be, that's got to be right. Otherwise yeah. it's kind of easier to get away with a little blur. So as you would expect, this is not something that you just do at the office. You're also a fine art photographer. And, uh, the thing that I think is really interesting is, is your, your style or your visual voice is really different in your fine art photography than the architecture photography. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I don't really know which one came first because I'm sure the first time I got the camera, I tried to photograph reality, yeah. but I think I quickly was like, okay, that's a little boring. Let's mess it up a little bit. So, um, I, I'm really interested in motion blur. Um, I kind of like just distorting whatever the subject is just a little bit. Tell um, me about this picture. Uh, so this is probably a hotel room in, in New York and um, just basically uh, panning the camera a little bit uh, while the shutters open a little too long. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, it's pretty clear what's going on here. There's buildings from a higher point of view, but, um, and I'm sure a still, a still shot of this would, would also look nice. But um, to me, uh, it's just an interesting composition. Yeah. I like this next one too, because I think this is one of the first that I saw of your fine arts photography. And I'm pretty sure I know how you did it being yeah. a little bit of a, a photo, not myself, but it's actually funny because you have to break the rules in a very specific way and very intentionally, um, to be able to get photography. It's, it's not easy to get photography that even though it's the, the motion lines, it's this clean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, there's a hundred shots probably right next to this one that wasn't quite straight, <laughs> sure. um, and or or the composition wasn't quite there. Right. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I kind of started figuring out something that I that was pleasing to me was uh, moving the camera perfectly vertical or perfectly horizontal uh, to make these kind of extruded. I mean, it's it's buildings, but they're kind of extruded and yeah. distorts them out. So. No, I love it. It. it uh, I, again, it, it's that idea of motion that is so in contrast, so at the other end of the spectrum from what you normally think of as architecture photography. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's my my relief, and, I, and, and, and like I don't know which one's the relief either, but but I enjoy doing both. All right. So final final thoughts. Um, where do you think do you think there's any more evolution of architecture photography? There's got to be. So I'm 
I think phones are just going to just keep getting better and better. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily scared of it, but I, I do think like I'm probably, it's probably to the point where I think I could shoot a whole sh project with my phone instead, yeah. come back, upload them. And people I don't even know if people would know. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some that I would miss from that, but as long as they're not fuzzy or something, yeah. uh, people would be like, oh yeah, this looks good. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and I think it's only going to get better. So any desire to do like drone photography as part of what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, not part of what I'm doing. I think I would just have to do it instead, you know? Yeah. So, um, it, it, cause it goes back to the gear thing. Like I want to stay light. Um, and, and like in a whole day I can shoot a project on the ground and still feel like I didn't quite get it all. Yeah. So to add, add like another camera sure, and sure, it's sure. like, it's yeah, where's the time? Element. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll just rely on, um, some, some of your crew sometime to help me out. Well, we'll be happy to do that anytime you want. Thank you. Thank you for coming and being on the, the square with us. If you're on the audio podcast version, make sure you check out the video version to see some of the images that we've been referencing. And regardless, check the description for a link to Kurt's Instagram account where you can see some more of his photography as well as a few other examples we'll throw up there. Thank you for joining us this week and we'll see you next week. Thank you.